Radio. This is the 407 thing. I think we can still call it that, even though Johnny's not here. He's covering Moyles in the morning. But I am here with Matt Morgan, producer Neil and producer Vin. It's an all-new lineup for what I think is now traditionally called Drive Time, Matt. Yeah, it was called that before, wasn't it? You did work with large Neil Finn. He's a Neil Finn. <laughs> Neil Finn. Neil Finn. I was like, Crowded house. That would be a turn up for the books, wouldn't it? <laughs> Big Neil. Big Neil uh, borrowed from your Neil previous Fan. show. Yeah. What was yep. your, what was the relationship like the last time with Neil when you used to do radio with him? Frosty. Yeah. I'll be honest. No, it was good. He produced uh, the Russell Brand show that I was a yeah. sidekick, I suppose you'd say, on. Yeah. And, uh, he was very good. I was hearing that it was quite a fragrant studio back in those days. Is that right? Yeah, Russell's a. Uh, committed vegetarian <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see that you both observed the old rules of being naked from the waist down as well oh of course yeah because <laughs> it looks perfectly normal from where I'm standing but every now and again somebody walks past the window and looks surprised well at least it's got, I'm sure we were always filmed on that show it was live it was like live the with your permission live. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well I don't know not really <laughs> yeah this is filmed um, as well isn't it but this isn't live is it no one's watching us now Finn producer Finn um, people very powerful people not the public. Oh, that's worrying. Powerful but people. the elite. <laughs> the elite. The Illuminati. <laughs> oh, no, we've already started them. What a conspiracy theory. Matt, you told me the other day you've been watching Night Fight. Yes, Night what, Tell me, talk me through this Night Fight. Well, I mean, fight it's quite crack. self-explanatory, but <laughs> I don't know what I was watching on YouTube, and it suggested it to me, and YouTube suggestions are spookily accurate sometimes. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Oh, massively, yeah. Weirdly. Yeah, frightening. They listen to you. But they're also skewed by, like, my kids who watch stuff on my phone. So it offers, you know, Peppa Pig type stuff. Which you know I hate. <laughs> but, um, um, no, sh- night fights is it looks like UFC, yeah. But they're wearing full armor and have blunt weapons, but like yeah. swords, and you know it looks properly violent. And they're in a like a ring. And Should it, explain night fights with a K. K N I G H T. So, w- w- what kind of is it? A, a national sport is like an international arena. Yeah, well, uh, the one I only watched a few of them, but then some I put some on Instagram. Yeah, and somebody said, "Oh, you should watch the twelve. Like, there's twelve versus twelve, Russia versus Ukraine. It's like a, it looks like it's like a county fair or something. Yeah, it's got a fence around it, and there's just twelve men in armor, like proper, you know, steel armor yeah. and weapons." beating the uh, you know what out of each other and then you're dead when you fall on the floor that's, right. the, guy, that's the rules Yeah. so like you could just run around pushing people over because they're in suits of armour <laughs> they're so top heavy a last man standing operation here. probably would do better without a weapon because you could just like body slam people but it looks really violent but I was reading the comments I was like people must have like concussion and stuff Yeah. Like, but apparently the, the armour is stronger than the weapon sort of thing so it's like a special uh. modern version of the armour so what can is it, is it an, the one I saw you posted was in a ring like a normal yeah, boxing that, yeah, it's like the UFC thing but now I'm down a proper rabbit hole <laughs> and uh, quite addictive this and week. they have like they, the camera they have like GoPros on their helmets right yeah yes. and um, they as they rush into battle it looks really this looks almost like a video game do you but, think this week we could get you uh, an audition for Night Fights UK I don't think I want one it's, it's really violent but you've already worked out your I'd technique I'd like to tell you what I'd like to wear if someone's got one a suit of armour Yes. Just to know the the heft of it. <laughs> See if I could, because apparently, like you you watch these guys yeah. and they sort of it's like you don't remember like reenactment people, yeah. but they yeah. were just sort of like nerdy guys. <laughs> I would imagine that's how they talk. That's the noise, yeah. <laughs> and they would sort of you know like that's a, that's the wrong halberd and yes. things like that. Yeah. But this is just like they look like 
violent thugs who, yeah. I mean, it costs about eight grand to buy a suit of armour. So they've obviously so much invested. It costs yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, oh, and they, get, they, they get dented in. Yeah. So, you, you know, it's going to get ruined. But um, no, it's, 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 I think it should be, I'd watch that more than the Olympics. Right. So you're talking about the YouTube algorithm that works out what you're watching. Yeah. What on earth have you been, like Knight Rider combined with just no, conventional it's, it's, fighting? It's more intelligent than just words. <laughs> it's more intelligent than you. Well, we've got, clearly. This is Radio X. X. Now, Matt Morgan came in to spend the week with us about, was that, five, six weeks ago, something like that? A month ago, I think. A month ago. And uh, I introduced you, Matt, to a thing called the Influence Room, because you've got this big old following, right? 20-odd thousand people on Instagram, at Matt underscore Morgan, all one word, all lowercase, yes. and in letters. So you're all good at that sort of stuff. I wouldn't have even thought that. Yeah, well, that's where he is. Fine, go have a look at him, because you're really good on there, Matt, because it's, right. as you are in the real world, you appear on there with the same humour. Um, but I think you could probably make a bit more out of it. You can make a, a, a nice little sideline out of this, Matt. I've tried, mate. I've got no shame. <laughs> but So Gordon invited me to this thing. Can we say it? Yeah, you said it already. It. The Influence Room, yeah. it's called, right? But you have to have a certain amount of followers. You have to have some sort of standing, don't you? Yeah. You have to be like you know, some celebrity. You have or to be some, a mason. Somebody <laughs> who stands near celebrities. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I joined it. And then it's good because it like lists things. It goes, you can have this for free or this or this. And then so yeah. you say, well, I'm interested in this. And then they tell you what they need from you, right? And I wanted a bag of these people. Yeah. And then I said, so I said, like, I'll have, I'd like one of those bags. But I said it in a sort of, I, I could carry my laptop into town, but I could also <laughs> go to the countryside with it or something like that. So I'd already started too early right. with the sort of influencer talk, yeah, right? Yeah. And then they sent me an email after a, you know, a bit of a to-do, and um, they want this is what they wanted, right? One dedicated tagged post. Well, I could do that. That's not a problem. You could slip that into your normal, just go, oh, I just bought this bag. Do you have to declare it? You do, don't you now? Well, no, it's, it's very loose on that kind of thing. If it's genuine, you know, yeah. if you love the bag, not a problem. Right, so you don't have to go, they sent me this, right? If it was written in your style and blends in, no problem. So that was, I could do that. Yeah. But then, two Instagram stories, I've never done an Instagram story. What a great so, way to break your duck, though. Yeah, but, but people would think I'd lost my mind. <laughs> it's suddenly gone... Here's me and my new bag. Doing it. I've never done it before. Oh, that's like to cast your mind back to Adagio Tease, Matt Mod. Yeah, well, no, but I, I sort of, that was ironic. I wanted this bag. Right, you're okay. Nothing against Adagio Tease. <laughs> <laughs> one, and then the last thing, one feed post, part of an outfit. So I'd have to dress up, put the bag oh. on, and go, just popping out wearing these clothes with my old bag. I'd look like I'd gone mad. But the last time you came in, right, we had two or three guests on the show. There was a perfect opportunity when you brought up that massive conundrum about whether it should be fabric or wool uh, if you're working in the special forces. Yes. That might have been an opportunity to say, well, I actually wear this bag here, which is a combination of both synthetic and natural well, fibres. Yeah, it's waxed canvas, which is a natural thing. Right? You go, it's man. very waterproof. I could have sold these bags in a market day and night <laughs> but you've got to be more versatile about it I think we should do it. this week let's set ourselves a challenge of getting you to be the official bag man of that particular well, brand I think when it comes down to it you just think why well, don't I just buy a bag I didn't even <laughs> it wasn't a bag I would have bought yeah, particularly yeah. I just thought oh it's a free bag and then you realise like I would look a bit mad if I suddenly just started to and yeah. everyone would just go what you know like this isn't real you're just but you've got a thick skin about that haven't you Matt so if, if someone sends you something free you just yeah. wear it in a photograph and then you say yeah oh and, and this shirt was by these people exactly I'd yeah. feel so dirty doing that would you well but, a listen, little bit again I cast your mind back to daddy old tees yeah <laughs> it wasn't I saw that there. you wore a pink sort yeah. of raincoat the other day yeah. which 
uh, all the comments were like people liking that pink raincoat. Oh, it, uh, it took a lot of bottle because I was thinking I'm going to give it like, so much stick in the office wearing a pink jacket. It went well. Yeah, but this is there's a different like if I wore that. Because that's the sort of thing my daughter would wear to daycare. <laughs> Not being horrible, but like a yeah. sort of pale yeah. pink raincoat, it looked like. But it's a sort of mod thing, isn't it? There's yeah. a crossover there. With Do you know what it is as well, though, Matt? I think maybe we're just a little bit too old for that world. And actually, when you find that you post a picture of this magic bag that you're going to get, people might embrace it and go, Matt, I really like your bag. Well done. Good choice of bag. Yeah. And you might just think, well, what was all the fuss about? So this week, let's test it, right? You yeah, will be. But this sounded like they wanted me to sort of shoot my own rom com with me in the bag. <laughs> That's not and a stick lot. Stick it all over social media. See, I don't think they've asked for a lot for the bag. To be don't. completely honest, you know. So do you do that? You do this you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I only go for like the particular things. Like you know, there are some really special stuff on there. Like the four flights to San Francisco, and in exchange, see that. British Airways wasn't I'll a bad tell you one. What I did see. This is how you're right. We're too old for this stuff, right? It came up, <laughs> big thing, assassination vacation. I thought, oh, that's a murder mystery weekend. That's good. Clicked yeah. on it. It's the name of Drake's tour. <laughs> Radio X. Let me read you the headline. Proven. Playing hip hop to cheese makes it taste better. <laughs> Come never, on. You'll never guess where this story comes from. Scientists in Switzerland have discovered that playing hip-hop to cheese helps improve its taste. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I've read this. Ah, right. Are you aware of this? I'm aware of this study. Okay. It was undertaken by a team at the Bern University of Arts, mm-hmm. working ceaselessly alongside Swiss cheesemaker Beat Wompfler. It's described as a daring study. Daring? Yeah, well... Well, gout, gout is a danger at all times, isn't it? But, like... Right, first of all, <laughs> this is a PR stunt to promote their cheese. And we're doing their job for them, Correct. aren't we? Because yes. we're talking about it. Well, you're an influencer, I've just right? said beat Wumpfler. <laughs> I've said it twice now. Yeah. But scientists, this is what, like, there's always yeah. these silly studies, right? These things, and it's just sort of like a little bit of fun or whatever. Uh-huh. But it's not fun. No. There's a victim. <laughs> there are many victims. Scientists, right? I don't know if they've remembered, but there's global warming, cancer. There's a few things that, that would Did probably... focus on? Yeah. Yeah, come before mm-hmm. playing music to cheese to see if it changes its flavour. <laughs> like, and they didn't just do it for like a day and then laugh about it and publish yeah. it. It's like, the experiment involved nine 22-pound wheels of Emmental cheese placed... I mean, it's a big, proper thing. They played it music on a 24-hour loop. Yeah. They yeah. had a control cheese that was in silence. <laughs> like... That's a lot of work. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of stuff. What, what? How's that benefiting humanity? Of course, the cheese was in silence as well. Where, what other state would it be? It wouldn't have its headphones. Like every, every, like every bit of cheese you've ever eaten was probably made in silence. Yeah. Like some background noise. It's not like they always have music playing for cheese, and it's just. Ridiculous. So it says, it says here the team found that hard rock such as Led Zeppelin or even classical greats such as Mozart delivered milder flavours, Matt. But how? How? <laughs> For something with it's a bit more strength. It's not culturally aware, this is, is it? It's not like, oh, that's hard rock. Oh, that's like blues, but oh, I feel like this. I'm changing my flavour. <laughs> it's the only thing it can experience music as is a vibration. For something with a bit more strength, it seems, you need to reach for hip-hop, providing a staunch, flavoursome cheese. Now, if anything's advised as staunch and flavoursome, I'll, I'll pass, thanks. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm all right for that. Well, that's so, good in cheese, I suppose. But <laughs> so it, yeah, we've, so got, after, we've got the winning track, I think, haven't we? Yeah, Tribe Called Quest's Jazz We've Got. Here it is. And this produces a remarkably fruity, both in smell and taste, and significantly different from the other samples cheese. Right? How? It's a lie. My argument is anything sounds better, or sorry, everything tastes better when you're listening to music. Do you know what I think? Yeah, but they don't eat the cheese to music. 
They play music to the cheese. <laughs> it's like Prince Charles talking to his tomato plants. I yeah. see. I see what you mean. There is a real danger of gout if you eat that. Twenty was it? Twenty-two pound wheels of Amazon. They ate the whole thing just to see if it changed the flavour. They're at it, you know. This is a lie. I yeah. don't believe it. I think it's been. Cleverly is a clever ploy to promote. I'm not even going to say that. Say it one, say it one beat more time. Beat, beat the Vampler. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fair and because he got beat in their name, that's why they've done it. <laughs> see right through it. <laughs> a character on Twitter has been in touch called Dome, weirdly. Uh, and they say if you do a sexy dance for a baby bell, it peels itself. <laughs> Radio X. If you could get your own scientific experiment funded, what would it be? Yeah, we got a message from Dome on Twitter earlier on and said if you do a sexy dance for a baby bell, it strips itself. Yes. So it's a quite a thought, that. quite a lovely thought, that isn't it? Somebody said a uh, sent us a message here. It was Ian from Up Holland says either my dancing isn't sexy enough or it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, stripping your own baby bell is quite a big moment in a child's life, I think. Do you think? I mean, yeah, because you have to peel them a baby bell, and then there comes a moment where they can actually do the wax and everything. <laughs> but Mike, um, I think it must have been Cohen, could do it. Yeah. And I was looking after him and his little friend when we were on holiday, and I gave them both a baby bell. I took off the plastic yeah. bit. Gave them the wax, thinking kids love that bit. The other kid just chewed right through the wax. <laughs> I think he'd ever seen one before. You're still middle class, Matt. It wasn't a little cheese string. He also ate some. We were walking through the woods. We were at Centre Parks, you know, influencer. God, you're so and, middle uh, class, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there was this like I was talking. I was just like telling him a story, and there was all this yellow stuff coming out of a tree, which is like yeah. disgusting sap. And I went, "Oh, look, there's some fairy custard." Carried on walking, look round. He goes, "Fairy custard is horrible." He's eating a huge bit of it. So scared. We should point out that's incredibly dangerous. If <laughs> do not eat do fairy not custard. This. Is Radio X. X. Wednesday afternoon's often a time for reflection, I find, in life. And it's time, I think, Matt, to ask the all-important question. Hey, Matthew, what do you see? That's so disturbing, isn't it? <laughs> Give it that again, Vin. a weird song, wasn't it? No Carl Fialka. what it was all about. Carl Fialka, Hey, Matthew, a song that haunts me from the 80s. Hey, Matthew, what do you see? A-team, A-team, I see the A-team. <laughs> um, no, I see weakness in myself. Oh, Matt. And how does this weakness show itself? Well, you know that um, Foxy came in from yeah. you know the SAS show, Jason I Fox. Whenever I watch that show, and I've watched, I got obsessed with it and watched all of them, like mm-hmm. downloaded all of them, watched all the series. I always think like oh, I'd love to know, like, and I know you went through a sort of, you went through a yeah. little bit of the SAS thing for charity, didn't you? Yeah, like, twenty four hours of it. Yeah. Like so, the first bit, the first like few days of it, it's like I think they're there for seven days or nine days. It's just physical, like brutal exercise. So uh-huh. it's like running up mountains and back down. And I, I just know I'm not fit enough for that. But the mental, like the stuff at the end where they put like bag on your head and put you in a room and you've got earphones on listening to children crying and then they interrogate you oh. I'd love to have a go at that bit right you want to do that bit yeah because no, just to know like oh could I do like what would I do I'd either freak out or I'd go into some other place and like you know in your yeah. in your imagination you're always thinking oh it might be really good at that yeah, right? yeah, yeah. but then so I got into that so and I started I've been working out pathetically um, <laughs> but uh, in the last couple of days just like things I'm so weak in some ways right Right. Are we talking physically or mentally, man? Mentally. Right. Well, not even. Not, like today, right? One thing, I've overclipped this thumbnail. <laughs> you know, when you go past the red bit, the sort of pink bit. Yeah. Right. If I touch anything with that thumb, it's it's hell. <laughs> it really hurts, and it makes me angry and sad. And I was going to put a plaster on it, and then I went, and then so that's really it. Really clashes with my 
other idea of myself, which is like, oh, I think I'd be really good at I think the essayist would go, hey, this guy's got some new ideas. <laughs> Man. You know, the other thing yeah. is, you know, when you take a glass of water to bed, yes. right? Not like that. Um, <laughs> you take some water to put on the side of your yeah, bed. To drink. Right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't need to over-explain this. <laughs> God, I'm glad you're here, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> you've taken some water to bed, right? <laughs> then the next night you bring up some water and you put that down, right? And yeah. then you, maybe you accidentally drink yesterday's water. Yes. I react to that like I've been poisoned. Like that water's just gone a bit stale, hasn't it? But, but the 24-hour-old water... I see it as some sort of mad toxin. See, that is your mind telling you that it's bad for you. It's not at all. Well, it's, it's not, not bad for you, but it doesn't taste like it's got a bit like the oxygen's come out of it or something. It just tastes a bit flat and dead, right? Right. And then, and I was like, oh, I drank a bit. Like, oh, it's yesterday's water. <laughs> and then it sort of felt weird for a while. And then I thought, you are pathetic. Matt, I think it might not be a good idea for you to enter SAS celebrity version. <laughs> if no. you've looked at little dainty fingers. Yeah, I know. It's weird, isn't it? But like in my head, I think, no, I'd be really good at that. But then, yeah, when I when things like that, but then maybe it would change yeah. me. Maybe afterwards I'd be drinking like six-month-old water, all my thumbnails all just basically chewed off, oh, just going around. Well, Foxy tells a story, right? So he broke the world record with three other men for rowing the Atlantic, right? And yeah. he got quite a bad sore in quite an unpleasant place. Remember he told us about this? Yeah, yeah. And he had to rely on his friend to apply the ointment to that. Now, I would venture, Matt, that that's the bit I don't think I could cope very well with. No. Well, I don't look at me like that. You look like you'd enjoy that bit. Well, it depends. Foxy <laughs> looks like he might be quite gentle with the application of cream <laughs> in the mid-Atlantic. No, I, I don't know. You just, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, why are they, they're, they're different type of people, aren't they? They are. I mean, he's, yeah. why is he making himself do that stuff? Like, I always think this. If you're in, like, when you're a soldier and it's the war, right, fine. But then what if you get a cold? And you just want to lay in bed. And yeah. You have to get up at like six when someone's shouting at you. Yeah. Or you've got like a migraine. That's what would happen to me. You'd be going in. It's this thing that we've all planned and everything. We've yeah. built a little model of the of the building we're going to storm. And then I'd go, oh, no, I've got a migraine. <laughs> Private Morgan. Hay fever. You've got your dressing gown on, feeling a little bit fragile. Radio X. We've been joined by one of Matt Morgan's celebrity friends. He's at the top of his game. He's omnipresent. He's on just about every telly programme at the moment. He's even the voice of TV shows. Rob Beckett, oh, you wonderful woo, man. Hello, yeah. thank you very much. It's very exciting to be here. It's lovely to have you. That seems sarcastic. It's it? true. <laughs> I just love life, mate. That's my oh, problem. Um, it's cold and wet outside as well, and it was on my way home, so... It's yeah. worked perfectly for me. Excellent. <laughs> and we're going to go. The, you're going to come to the pub afterwards. Oh, you've got two kids now. You I've can't. got two kids. Well, to be I've honest, got two kids. I'm going to the pub. Well, no, I'd like to, but now you've asked me on air, and actually, there's no danger of my wife listening to this. No offence. <laughs> She's given up on anything I've put out about five or six years ago. What's the regular excuse you use for your missus for a night, and a spontaneous night out? It's like, oh, look, it's really important. I've got this meeting about a new show. Um, it might be. Uh, it's, I've got a gig. Be, <laughs> by the time I get in, I might as well stay over. <laughs> <laughs> and just get up early and get the train back in the morning. That's probably the best way. Even though the show finishes like, you know, very early. But that's what I normally do. Rob, can I But ask? this is dangerous because me and Matt are actually friends. Yeah. And I think our wives get on better than we do now. Yeah. They've well, overtaken us. We met at a party at Jimmy, Jimmy Carr's house. Of course right? you did. Yeah. Of course you did. <laughs> then we found out from talking that we live like about a mile away from exactly. each other. Exactly. But yeah. we realised that we needed to make our wives friends mm. yes. otherwise this would never work. Yeah. And we made them friends yeah. and yeah. now they've overtaken us. Yeah, to the point where I end up, I end up staying in looking after the kids whilst yeah. my wife goes out to meet Matt's wife. Completely back. Then we never see us. each other. <laughs> but I was in a very desperate state because fr- when you first have kids 
your friends trickle off. Oh, they disappear. Yeah, yeah, and then the me. ones you have to put up with at the start <laughs> yeah. that you meet through like NCT. Oh, you didn't go NCT, Rob, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You a... upgrade from those friends quite quickly, yeah. don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do, but I was still very much there. I mean, some of them were all right. Some of them were not. Just It wasn't meant to be. Yeah. But then we met, and now, but, our, but now our wives are run off together, basically, and just left us. Can I just say, you two boys have painted such a middle-class picture today. Matt's already mentioned Centre Parks. Oh, has he? Yeah, it's not we... that middle-class Centre Parks. Oh, it's oh, about 40 oh, million quid for a weekend. Yeah, but I can tell. It depends when you go. If you go <laughs> in term time, yeah. if you're going in half-term, you're absolutely loaded. Take the kids out of school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give it's basically the Bransons Practice there. the story. <laughs> yeah. I rest my case. Yeah. If you go, though, when they're supposed to be in school, that's when it's cheap. Yeah, right, That's when you see the real people there. Yeah. I'll see you there, Rob. It's cheaper to get fined. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about. They living. can't find you anymore, can they? they? No, I, I think don't know. Someone I don't know what the call. rules are. Yeah. Did they? We once got asked to leave Centre Parks when I was younger. Why? That's quite a. Well, we managed to acquire alcohol as young men. Oh wow! With some kids oh, well, from you Glasgow. Did a lads' holiday. Then. Well, no, no, I was there with my parents. We met some other kids from Glasgow. The kid. Yeah, from Glasgow. Yeah, I was a bit of a teenager. Yeah. And yeah, it's not a great place for people to behave like rowdy no, Scottish. No, it's very, no. very yeah. quiet. You, but I never went as a kid. I used to go butlin. So the first time I went with my in-laws, I thought I felt like I was cheating on Billy Butlin. Yeah. <laughs> by being there. And I remember going down the rapids, sort of just so like conflicted. I was like, I'm having so much fun, yeah. but I should be going down the butlin's plug hole. We used to go pontins which i think is like fake butlins oh the, yeah the um, we used to go like the cat in the caravans yeah we used to yeah. do that as well blue, yeah. blue coats as opposed to red coats isn't it what's the, yeah. the difference yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 well rob listen if the comedy career doesn't go brilliantly yeah. you could always return to butlins yeah I'll do, I'll do that red coat you see me i'll do bingo i don't, don't bother me. <laughs> every career plateaus and trails off it's just when isn't it and when it comes i'll be ready he'd open a mexican car wash for the right money <laughs> so you so we've established you met at jimmy carr's yeah. party yeah. what's uh what's the jimmy carr party like lads Mad, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just lots of famous people, isn't it? Really, yeah. it's fun though. But like, right. to be fair, we just got we just stood in the corner laughing and giggling. Yeah, no, it's there's that the was laugh, wasn't it? Insane. It's unbelievable. Stephen Hawking, well, well, not, no, from not beyond the green. now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's he an incredible guy. guest yeah. list. It, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, they still wheel him out, but yeah. it's, you know, <laughs> it's a bit distasteful. But no, he was there. Um, yeah. Clarkson, I spoke yeah. to him for a while. He's nice. I heard Prince Harry was there. Is that right? Never seen him there. No. I've seen Beatrice or the one yeah. who looks like she's on drugs. Yeah, because last week, <laughs> last week's one. Um, you, did you get? You were at last week's one, wasn't you? Was that? Hold up! What? Oh, I'm joking. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I felt chilled. <laughs> oh, dear. Radio X. Gordon Smart. Radio X. Rob, you got a lovely compliment in the papers today, saying that your voiceover is one of the best on telly at the moment. Oh, really? Which is that is on? Was it celebs? Celebs go dating. Yeah, yeah, that's on at the moment. It's the final week. That's on E4 tonight, about nine, I think. Basically, it's just celebrities going on dates, and I just get to rip them apart. And you it's, do as well. You really give funny. them a pasting, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. It's, good. Good. it's all it's all good natured fun. Most of it. No, it is. <laughs> so, but they, yeah, it's, people love it though because I think it's just it's funny. They, they set it all up for you. Some of the yeah. stuff they say. Yeah. So I want to be that voice at home on the sofa. But what's what's funny is though, like, because my, my wife gets annoyed with me, and, and like, we had a row the other day. She went, "I'm just sick of hearing you going on like that." <laughs> and she went and sat in the other room, yeah. which is the key to a happy marriage, I yeah. think, having your own room with a telly in. And she went in there, and I walked past. She was watching Steps Go Dating. She was just sick of me, <laughs> and then went and listened to me for an hour, but wouldn't actually talk to me live. Do they send you the tapes and you watch it like a couple of times, or so that you just go, you go into the, the, the? It takes about two and a half, three hours to do it. Like, yeah. But I've done. Six series now. I've sat in the same little room with the same headphones for yeah. it works out 12 days 
12 yeah. lots for over 330 hours of voiceover watching celebrities go on dates. Do you watch the whole thing once and then... No, so you just... I do it as I go because there's, oh, right. a, there's a script that sort of like gets the narrative yeah. of like they go, well, they went to this place and who it is and that and then I add my bits in yeah. as I go and just see what happens when I watch it live. So do, you, do you have a Clem Fandangle type director? Have you seen Toast of London? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit. It's not as uh, as, as extreme it's as brutal, that. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny. We had such, such a laugh doing it. But what's weird is I do that, and that's quite brutal. But then on Saturday night, all together now's on, which is a similar thing yeah. of this talent show. Where I go on and I just you know take the Mickey out of the hundred, but in a much more Saturday night seven o'clock way <laughs> compared <laughs> to true. some of the stuff I come out with at nine o'clock on E4. So it's quite fun to have two out there. Yeah, yeah. so talking about celebs dating, can you take us through your first date with Matt Morgan? Oh, our first date. <clears throat> yeah, well, that was, well, uh, done quite a camp as well, which really. Help. Yeah, yeah, I've got that. I've got a bit of a sort of camp nature about me. We <laughs> went camp. to a driving range. Well, first of all, we. <laughs> yeah, I think that was my idea, wasn't it? Yeah, because no, he was we'd, worried we'd, that it was. We made our wives be friends, right. and then we thought we might we'd have to go for a drink now. Yeah, and then it did feel a bit like a date, like when you have to, yeah. but you got to come up with something good. Yeah. And so yeah. I said, let's go to driving range first. Yes, just because I was thinking, if you go in a pub, it would just be like you know, I want to get to know him physically <laughs> as well as mentally. <laughs> Takes the pressure of the conversation. I got a cab there. I think it's. it's You're going into a lot of detail about logistics. We we both ended up there where you can drink at this driving range. Yeah, we had a warm Magnus. I don't know if you're allowed to say brands here. All right, a cold Magnus. Different drinks. Yeah, no, we bonded over our little. Well, both terrible. Work, I think golf. You, I think, yeah, we're both terrible golf. But then Matt was talking to me about Krav Maga, this sort of like martial arts yeah, thing. It's really martial art. And then as he was doing it, he went because if I did this move and then I didn't move. Oh no, he, you said to me, yeah. Well, what, what happens if I do this? Yeah. So well, I just do this and I end up elbowing him. Quite so my, my interpretation <laughs> of this <laughs> first date, my interpretation of this first date is yeah. they both turn up at a golf driving range, got battered and cider. <laughs> And then Matt Morgan's assaulted you. Yeah. And it would have looked bad on the CCTV of the drive match because it wouldn't look like a real fight. And I did, I elbowed him right in the chin. Yeah, I took it he, well though, didn't I? took it well, but yeah. you could tell when, you know when someone's hurt, but they're sort of proud. I, Try not to cry. I've got the head of an ape. Yeah. So I feel like I've got I know, a if I'd have hit him in, in the teeth, I'd have lost an arm. You know when they say like, if like Mike Tyson punched like an actual gorilla, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. would take it easy. Like, I yeah. think I've got that sort of head. Oh yeah. sort of yeah, like simian brain head. Um, but then after that, what was nice, we got a cab into Bromley and then uh, got drunk till five in the morning and oh, you no. got in trouble because you didn't tell your wife <laughs> was going to be out well yeah once I'm yeah also we were underground yeah we that were in a horrible nightclub <laughs> it was quite ble- it was really bleak <clears throat> we but, walked past there at about 11 and we said what time are you open to and they said five and we laughed and, <laughs> what sort of idiots are out to five <laughs> in Bromley what's it called Vuvu you know and then it was daylight I was waiting for a bus in Bromley oh, I, it was awful. I tried to get him in for free we said to the bloke next door we said can you get us in the Vuvu's for free I said he's off the telly he went, yeah what's, <laughs> it, what's his name I'll go and ask he came back with the bloke said <laughs> this is Radio X. X. My big brother, Graham, who was a really talented musician when he was younger, and I remember he went to sing at Perth Town Hall, or Perth City Hall, I think it was, with like a Lithuanian orchestra for some reason. And he was at that vulnerable age, sort of 13, 14, when his voice was breaking. You know, like. That's quite good was for it 13? a 13 year old. 13, yeah. So he was singing. Oh, with a whole choir. I think he was singing with another girl called Libby Reed. And they were doing one moment in time. I think Graham... I know, I know. And Graham was on piano and Libby was singing. And I just remember this classic wobbly-voiced 13-year-old oh. who was suddenly turned into a man in front of about 600 people. It's the worst time for it to happen. One moment in time. Horrible. So here is the example that I love to go to. I had a couple of drinks. It's just spectacular. So this was at Live Aid, 1985. 
Wembley, an audience estimated to be somewhere in the billion region, Simon Le Bon, Duran Duran, a James Bond theme. Enjoy this painful moment. not even in it's not it just it's like his voice just went absolutely mad for a second yeah because he goes completely out of his own register goes <laughs> it's brilliant when you see how the rest of the band react to it they all just kind of like twitch and look oh, at them sorry, man. but you know when you go to karaoke and somebody chooses a song that you know reaches that point you think yeah this is brave well you know like you think oh you've started too high yeah you can <laughs> see it coming especially like take on me like oh so. martin harkett yeah. aha take on and no you're not going to get there you're not going to get there. my I don't know if I ever mentioned I was in a band. <laughs> um, we used to do Creep by Radiohead. Yes. Which was is really easy to sing yeah. all the way through because it's just like, um, you know, it's like... Dun, 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 like that. That sounds great, Matt. <laughs> does that high pitch bit. Yeah. That was just about as well as I sang it then. Well, shame I missed out on seeing your band, Matt. Oh, there's videos. Yeah, right, Honestly, there? there's videos. I'm going to look them up. Right, so here's some other examples that you can go and search for yourself. Right, she is an amazing singer, one of the best of her generation. She's you don't brilliant. have to do the chat. You don't have to let <laughs> say who it is and play it. Right, Adele. <laughs> Ooh, she recovered. She recovered. It went a bit wrong there, didn't yeah. it? It went a bit wrong. This is good as well, right? Madonna. Oh, oh it's just like she's right. fallen. It's like she's fallen downstairs there. Yeah. Radio X. Bum notes from very famous musicians. Over to you, Simon Le Bon. What's good is because he's saying this is all we need. Yeah. So like it's, it's almost like when you make a mistake, you go, this is all I need. That was it. It's a view to a kill, isn't it? Yeah. And that's Christopher Walken, and that's the Zeppelin when Grace Jones sort of kills people by pushing them at the bottom. It's like he's fallen out of the trap door yeah. of the Zeppelin, isn't it? <laughs> Bye, Simon. <laughs> but you know what? Matt Morgan, who's with us this week, Matt, you have actually won. You've trumped that. I didn't know this. Uh, it, sh- it shouldn't really surprise me because Courtney Love is a bit of a, a volatile performer, but Tell us all about this one. Well, apparently, this is a disgruntled sound engineer who never got paid. Oh, really? And who had the recordings from the sound desk, the mixing right. desk. Now, it looks like she was meant to be just miming. Right. right. Because, listen to this. I mean, it's... Celebrity Skin by Hall. I'm all I want to be. I want to start In demonology. Hey! Matt, you know what that sounds like when my daughter gets hold of one of my guitars at the house? Yeah. Just mucks about. She's a one friend. One of your guitars? Yes, I've got a few you plays. Uh, not very well. I'm trying, trying, trying. Bring one in. Oh no, Matt! Um, you're friends with Courtney Love. That was kind of you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was once. 
Oh, that was like brilliant. Not, I don't know, no, not, that, doesn't, that sounds like we fell out. <laughs> not, I'm not a disgruntled sound engineer. You're talking yourself into a cul-de-sac of trouble no, here, aren't you? I know, it's the hangover. Get in touch with your... Uh, when have your tools let you down? 83936 and at Radio X. You can bend that story as best you please. Uh, Matt, have you ever been let down by your uh, joke writing tools? Yeah. I've, uh, All week? Last year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brain. Uh, last year I was filming um, a sitcom that I'd written called Mr Winner, which will be on the BBC at some point this year. Yep. and um, we were doing the scene uh, If when you're filming obviously time is money yeah. you know and there's like about 100 people 120 yeah. people sort of waiting lighting everything and then we were running through the scene and then the actors realised hang on this isn't this is like a really old version of the scene that we'd changed in yeah. rehearsals and I was like oh you get this feeling because it's all down to me and then you send the scripts to the script supervisor and I'd sent the wrong thing so everything everything had been constructed around this script there was even I think a prop that was no longer necessary it's mad you turn up and someone's built something and you think oh god that's gone <laughs> and so I ran back to the tray I was like oh, hang on this is I'll go and find it and then I was on my laptop and I was going through all these different versions because oh, no. there's so many versions of the scene oh, I was no. like where's the latest one where's the latest one getting all this sort of adrenaline trying to stay calm which yeah. is why I could be brilliant in the SAS and then um, <laughs> and then I found it I found the right one but there was no uh, I couldn't get on the um, they've got like a sort of Wi-Fi oh, yeah. unit thing we were in the countryside and so then I was just like, I don't know what to do because each actor then needs to see the script you can't just bring yeah. your laptop <laughs> into the set and go look everyone I found it <laughs> It was awful. It got resolved in the end yeah. by them sort of winging the scene. Did you pretend to faint and just lie on the ground? I did think about just sort of <laughs> running into the field. Radio X. We've got Rob Beckett, the bundle of effervescent joy that he is. Oh, thank you very much. Are you ever downbeat, Rob? You ever um, get... I can do, but I do maintain quite a, le- a high level of this. Um, occasionally. <laughs> I remember once we, I, I texted him, where are you? On the train going home. I said, I'm on the train going home as well. Yeah. He was so excited that we might be on the <laughs> Walk, you walk back, I walk forward. Yeah, because imagine you're on the same train and yeah. plan it. That is exciting, isn't it? That, it well, wasn't the same train, though, it turned out. No. I was like, mine's just stopped. And he was like, no. I'd, I'll walk the length of it twice, looking. Because <laughs> I thought he was lying because he couldn't be bothered to get up and find me. Just people tweeting, going, that Rob Beckett walking up and down the train <laughs> trying to be recognised. I know. <laughs> no, speaking of recognition, Rob, I wonder if you could help us. Sorry, it takes okay. a little service this afternoon. So Matt Morgan sitting opposite there. Hello, Matt. Hello. Very handsome man. 20,000 followers on Instagram. Point four. <laughs> Nearly 20.5 uh, on Instagram. He yep. wants to become one of the country's most important comedy writing social media influencers. Is that correct? Yes. Now, Rob, as a man who has a huge following, would you like to put How his... many have you got? Um, t- oh, look at him pretending. That was convincing. Oh, um, that was it's, two, it's 270 odd thousand on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah, and a, over 300 thousand on Twitter. Yeah, that's this good, good following, right? Yeah, so but I don't do, yeah, I don't do Facebook though. Are you ever sponsored by people as a result of your huge following? There, um, I get offers to, but I don't normally do it because I, you, what you have to do for what you're getting, right? It don't normally that match. That's what up. happened to me with, Is it? with my bag. So we should point out that Matt, Matt ruined a bag with Stilton juice we have managed to Oh, that was not that bag. That was another bag I once <laughs> okay. taken Stilton somewhere. <laughs> Why are you smoking Stilton? Well, you know, it's Can't it ask pays that, the Rob. bills. <laughs> so yeah. my, my dad, when my dad goes to Spain, he moans about the price of butter. So what he was planning on doing is driving his butter to Spain. But I said it's not going to work. It will melt. And he's he reckons there's a way to do it. Anyway, sorry, Stilton so, ruined so, a bag. Yeah, so you, you need a new bag so I introduced Matt to this thing called the influence room yeah. and he turned his nose up at one measly story on Instagram and one post about his no, lovely new bag so, so they were going 
post. Let me give you a bag. Yeah. And what and do they want from you? Two stories, yeah. which I've never done a story, right? Yeah. I'm going to do one later, apparently. Yeah. Two, uh, like, feed posts. Yeah. And then one picture of me and a look that I've put together <laughs> with the bag. An ensemble. I mean, how out of character would that be? That would be really... I no, I'm not I've massively never, out of character. I've not known you to ever have a bag. I've never See? seen you with a bag. It looks like a bag now. I Which one are you putting in your bag? <laughs> Laptop. <laughs> Laptop. 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 A Matt Morgan bag, I would imagine, would be on a stick, one of those ones with a handkerchief at the end. Oh, that, I love that. What, um, so, that'll be a hipster thing, so. Uh, so a, a bag on a stick. So, Rob, can you give us some kind of encouragement or structure that he should follow to become as successful as you have been on the old social media? Well, I, I think maybe, though, it's like a lot of influencers are like, hey, look, check out my new sunglasses. It's all very yeah. positive and sunny and bikini yeah. pictures on the beach and stuff. Maybe you could just do like a sort of a sad version and try and <laughs> oh, b- wow. penetrate that market a bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I know a sad you version, but a bit more. You're a bit like, oh, you think you're, you're a bit rock and roll, aren't you? You know, you've got a beard <laughs> and like, you, know, you wear big boots and all that, yeah, yeah. stomping around on Instagram. Maybe you could do it that way. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no there is a market there of like, Tattoo-y, sort yeah. of rock and roll-y stuff. Someone suggested I should, what is it? Have you considered being an influencer for some of the doom bands you like? Yeah. Metal. Like Electric, Electric Wizard. Wizard. The thing is, I don't think you can influence someone to like that music. Mm. You either do or you don't. No, it's an echo chamber, but once you're in, <laughs> you could be at the top of it. Radio X. We are doing Slash Gordons, but you're Slash Gordons today. If you haven't heard it before, it's about uh, awkward encounters in the bathroom with famous people, which you can tell at the pub for the rest of your life. We've had some brilliant entries, Matt. If you want to get involved, 83936 and at Radio X. Do you want to start off, Matt? Um, yeah, let's have a look. They're, I mean, they're all sort of coming from a sort of similar time period. <laughs> similar <laughs> Which is interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's because we mentioned the Chuckle Brothers. Uh, my cousin got his foot stood on by David Bellamy from Dave and Plymouth. <laughs> if you don't remember him, he was a Do sort an of, impression. Hello, I'm David Bellamy and I'm in the garden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at the pond, there's a tadpole. He was a naturalist, or is that as a naturist? Which one is uh, it? He was clothed, but he um, he was sort of, <laughs> he was the Terry Nutkins of our generation. <laughs> he certainly was. I love this one. Guy, where's he from? How do you pronounce that? I'm not familiar. Rougely, is it? Yeah, and he went, he went on holiday 40 years ago. As a 12-year-old boy, I was chuffed to bits to meet Geoffrey from Rainbow. Until I realised he hated kids. <laughs> that sounds like he went on holiday dressed up as a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> no, went was on far... holiday as a 12-year-old yeah. boy because it's relaxing. Oh, dear. Um, oh, here's a good one. Hi, Gordon. A couple of years ago, I was, as I was finishing my bar shift at a pub in Exeter, Timmy Mallet walked in. Turns out he was exhibiting art nearby. Yeah. What? You have to wiggle it at the He's an artist. Say, He's an artist. Like yeah. Is he? He's an artist, yeah. Um, overwhelmed by seeing a childhood hero of mine, I introduced myself, then shortly after went to the toilet, only to have Timmy rock up next to me. Turns out he isn't shy about chatting at the urinal with his chap out, and we shared a laugh whilst peeing. I got the obligatory selfie with him once back at the bar, Ben in Exeter. Good old Ben. I've got an amazing Timmy Mallet story for you. When I was at the newspaper, I reunited Timmy Mallet with Mike Myers at the Shrek 2 premiere because Timmy Mallet gave Mike Myers his first job in TV. Get out of it. Wide Awake Club, 1984, I think it was. Well, Mike Myers, I thought he was Canadian. Yeah, he's he's got a British... I think his dad's Scottish, you know? Yeah, because he's also married an ex-murder. He'd! But yeah, his first job was given to him by Timmy Mallet and he opened the door. So I sneaked him into the premiere and he brought, and sealed in a bag, he had Mallet's Mallet. 
So when the moment was right, Mike Myers walked in, Timmy Mallet walked across and walloped him on the chops. <laughs> and we both How got, did he take it? Mike Myers thought it was hilarious. The security okay. guards didn't find it funny. We got horsed out. And then we went and got steaming around the corner from Leicester Square together. It was brilliant. Does, does Timmy Mallet dress as Timmy Mallet? Pre- pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's in character quite a lot of the time. Because you'd imagine if he just wore normal clothes, no one would know who he was. Yeah. Well, he's, I think the glasses kind of, he's trademark. They're kind of like your glasses, actually. Yeah. Well, I've based my whole look on him. <laughs> Radio X. Here's one for you, Matt, right? The Lowry Hotel in Manchester, a very posh hotel, just before the France World Cup, so that would be 1998. After a warm-up at Old Trafford, I walked into the toilet to Ray Winston briefing Frank Lampard and Rio Ferdinand about how to smash the Germans, it says here. With all <laughs> his expertise. All three of them are at the urinals uh, taking the last space. I felt slightly unqualified for the lineup. That's brilliant. I would rather sit in the bar and wet myself <laughs> than stand <laughs> in that lineup. It's J- James from Fairford. I'd have more dignity doing that. Cheers for that, James. We, uh, we had Ray Winston on last year and I was asking him about his music taste because he's really into music and he went, well, one of my favourite bands is a Clash. <laughs> And I was like, do you really need to say crash like that every time? Of course he does. Hasn't he got a pub in his garden? He's a great bloke. Likes a whiskey as well. Yeah. And enjoys company. Right, what's this one here? Um, I was at Glastonbury 1999. I think I was as well. And I was in the toilet queue with skin from Skunk and Nancy. Yeah. So was, finally we've got a, a female one. <laughs> I mean, it is harder to find a female one because they don't generally wee next to each other. But... Um, let's not get distracted. She was very <laughs> she was very cool and we talked about the outdoor cinema. Rosie, who's currently on the A36, hopefully not driving. Cheers for that, Rosie. Now, you know what's funny, though? We do actually get quite a lot of female stories because the, the bathroom conversation tends to happen longer in right. those toilets. Yeah. We had a great one from Catherine Ryan, who I think you know, the comedian. Uh, I don't know her personally, but I know who she is. She, uh, I'm going to say, assaulted one of the Kardashians. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> Maybe leave that there, shall we? Yeah, yeah. It was good, really? I thought it was a good By story. accident or um, no, no. I think targeted. I've had some yeah, intent was involved. Yeah, I've got a female one, but I'll tell you in a little while. Maybe. Well, good. That's a tease. A little tease. Little tease. Here's um, one. Yeah. Go on. Well, once upon a time, Peter Crouch played for Aston Villa. So this is quite a while ago. Uh, while in a bar in Birmingham, I was joined at the trough. <laughs> By the giant. For some reason, we discussed how great Lee Hendry was. It's <laughs> great that. I left the hand dryer thinking, what a great bloke. Came outside and I found Peter Crouch hitting on my girlfriend, <laughs> David <laughs> Waveridge. Now, we should point out this was pre Abby Clancy, just to be absolutely clear. Oh, yes, no, yeah. of course. And yeah. perhaps they were just talking about dancing. Who knows? That would have, like, imagine that. He's such a stick insect of a man, isn't he's he? A he's a nice bloke. guy. I've met yeah, him once. He's but, good, like, good man. Now, Matt, I was going to say to you now, right? Every time I look at you and every time we're in each other's company, I always think you could quite easily be in Kings of Leon. Well, when I had long hair and all that, maybe I could have. I don't know about now. Yeah, you look like the sort of grey beard, spectacles. You know, it's kind of how they look now, isn't it? Is it? I haven't (laughs) seen them for a while. In my head, they're still like these golden, beautiful men with long blonde hair and big beards. No, maybe it's best you're not in that band, actually. But you look like the fifth member, like the the follow-up cousin that was kind of kept downstairs for a while. Yeah, not one in the attic who writes all the songs but can't be seen publicly. (laughs) In a similar sort of theme, right? Here are the follow-up clan. This is Nathan Follow-up telling his slash Gordon. I want to get your response to this. Okay, cool. Not anyone famous, but my uncle, uh, Matt's dad, actually sang like in this big church choir, like the world we lived before we became this. And like, it was a huge honor to be invited to this choir and sing. And so my uncle was one of the featured vocalists and which was a huge deal for him. The other featured vocalists, uh, they sang together. So fast forward to 20 years later, we're at a church function. You know, I'm in the I'm in the urinal sitting there, and then this guy walks in and stands right beside me. I know who he is, but I'm like, you know, whatever. He looks over at me, looks down, 
looks back up and says, Cameron Followell. I said, excuse me? Said, you must be related to Cameron Followell. And that was Matthew's dad. And I was like, yes, he's my uncle. Like, let me get the hell out of here. Like, this is the weirdest situation I've ever been in in my life. I've got so many questions I want to ask about this. I was going to say, did Matthew just find out something about his dad? <laughs> I just think we resemble each other. Right. Wow. Now, I think I might need to explain a little bit. So that was Caleb Followell speaking to Nathan. Uh, about a, a, a very awkward encounter in the bathroom where a relation recognised him from his undercarriage. So he recognised him as in a follower. way, yeah. And, but didn't like know anything else about him. So he's just sitting there going, ah! <laughs> That's, what's going on down there? Is it just size or is it like banana shaped? Like, um, <laughs> yeah. Did you remember the raccoons? <laughs> yeah. What, well, the end of... Like Cyril Sneer. There's no, it's at a 90 degree <laughs> angle at the end. Yeah, yeah. Which would be good for urinating, but... Yeah. Like a, pipe, like a else. pipe cleaner. I've got a mate, Blakey, from Hull, and he's, he, his nickname is Cyril Sneer because he had a, a bend. Blimey. <laughs> I, um, right, I think we should move that on. I went out with a girl once who had been out with, and I, and I say that, I think she'd you know had a one-night yeah. sort of relationship with one of them. Yeah. Now I'm a bit worried. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that, yeah. Radio X. That's the Stone Roses. She bangs the drums on Radio X. Gordon Smart and Matt Morgan standing in for Johnny Vaughan and we've acquired a Rob Beckett as well. Yes, I'm here. Rob, is there any, any reason you came in other than Matt asked you? Have you got anything we need to promote? Um, all Together Now's on Saturday. Yep. Uh, BBC One's half seven-ish. Watch Jerry that. Jerry Halliwell Me, Jerry, ha- Ho- Jerry Horner. Jerry Horner. Actually, she'll be angry with you, Matt. I won't tell you you said that. Uh, Jerry Horner. Uh, yeah, it's just f- fun family show. So yeah. to go dating on at nine o'clock. And eight out of ten cats comes back on Sunday on E4. Excellent. That's it, yeah. So that's enough hard sell, isn't it? Job done. Yeah, job done. Got that, so we've got that dealt with pretty quickly. I'm not here about me. I'm here about Matt. He needs yeah, to well. get his influencing sorted, doesn't he? Right, so Rob, maybe you could suggest some appropriate brands for Matt Morgan to work with. <clears throat> maybe a clo- clothing, yes. but like rock and roll clothing. Yes. Because he's very rock and roll, to be fair he's to him. He's got a look, hasn't he? I invited him around for a barbecue in the summer with his wife and children. And it was the heat wave. The floor was cracking beneath your feet as you walked. It was so hot, right? Yeah. And he turned up in big, thick black jeans, a big pair of boots, and a thick, like, was that a Dickies t-shirt? One of them really thick, heavy thick ones. Boots. That makes sound like a, a goth. No, but you know, a what? leather trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> and white makeup. And spiked, on. spiked gelled hair. So um, was, he, was he sweating profusely? He couldn't cope. No, in the I heat. thought it, it was, was like changeable. thirty-five degrees. It was changeable in the morning, so I put on jeans, and I went, went round there, and he went, "Oh, you." Can't wear jeans. I was basically in a little pair of pants, topless. Yeah. And um, but then I had to I had to go and get him a pair of shorts to yeah. put on. And um, this is shorts. Were, the shorts he gave. Who's they, were they? they were massive. They were really massive. They were from that. Yeah, the massive Puma shorts. Why are these shorts so massive? You know when you you do a name drop, but you don't want to do it, so you're trying to work around it. Right, so right, right. Up, After but, I've got the shorts on. So he's got his shorts on. Why would you want such big, massive, long shorts? These big, massive, long Puma shorts. It was basically, I interviewed Usain Bolt, and Puma gave us loads of clothes to give him, and he didn't want them, so I took... Bolts. That's, that's good promo for Puma now. <laughs> Puma are kicking themselves. Yes, see, Matt, that's how influencer oh, works. Yeah. So you, you could that? be like. He just said that they didn't want the Puma clothes. He's just no, done no, we, think we forgot to give them to him. I was too oh, busy getting man, stuff really signed to stick on eBay. I'm not doing that Puma's. No, I should have sent the Brett. A huge pair of shorts at home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Might put them on eBay now. He's so store. big. 
Usain Bolt. He's like a human cricket. This yeah. massive long man, and yeah. they, they're too long for you, aren't they? Those yeah, shorts. they are big shorts. So there we have them. A bit of puma, then you could be the sort of the rock and roll athletic division. You could puma. be Usain Bolt's body double when he's too busy. Yes, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> he's lightning. <laughs> right, so but maybe got, a more rock and roll sort of clothes. So yeah, like, there's a lumberjack thing going on. A lot of check shorts. Yeah, see, that's Filson. Filson's a good brand for Filson, you. Filson, yeah. It's an American brand. They're quite rugged, sort of. Yeah. Um, you know, like manly stuff because he thinks he's a bit outdoorsy, doesn't he? Yeah, as long as, as, long as there's good 4G. That's what yeah. he said last time. Because yeah. you, you went camping with that bloke, didn't you? Yeah. And um, was the bag too heavy? And he had to carry <laughs> it. Yeah, it was too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I never. And he, had to, he went out of this boat and he's all on Instagram, like, just out in the great outdoors. And he was like, the bag's too heavy, carry it for me. <laughs> I, I think I told you this. I, I went up the. It was, yeah. Well, he said we're going up a mountain, right? It's a lake district. Yeah. And uh, I could still see the car in the car park at the point where I went, I can't do it. <laughs> and I took the bag off. It was a £70 bag. That's like SAS style. Yeah. Yeah. But well, if, if I, hadn't, I didn't have the bag on properly, I'd only just like got it and it was all weighted wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So I'm wobbling up this mountain thinking this doesn't feel very stable and it was making it more exhausting. Yeah. But he carried my bag up, he went, he took his bag up, came back for mine, <laughs> carried my bag yeah. up, came back. But then I just got my breath back. How much corned beef did you need on that trip? <laughs> well, that's the thing. When you first go, you take loads of clothes. You take. Yeah. I was clanking with saucepans. Yeah. Right, a so lot more effort in that first date than mine one, wouldn't it? Take me gold <laughs> yeah, for that, buddy. Yeah, crab Radio X. As shops open up again, how do we all stay safe? Fontaine runs a craft store. We've made the shop COVID safe. If you can't keep two meters apart, make sure it's one meter with extra precautions. Know the number of customers allowed in at any one time. Use the hand sanitizer at the entrance and use contactless payments. I'm loving serving customers again, but please, to keep us open, we've all got to keep to the guidelines. Stay alert. Control the virus. Save lives. Gordon Smart. Radio. X. Rob, could you help me with my book? I'm writing a book called Slash Gordon. Yes. Right? It was inspired by an awkward encounter in the bathroom with Sean Connery. Right? You meet your hero. Oh. It's not the best time to meet him. No. I said hello to him and he just turned around and said, no, it's not really the time, is it, son? Oh. And that was the start of the book. So I wondered yeah. who the most famous person Sean Connery had bumped into in the toilet. Yeah. And the last... 10 years or so we've got 120 stories of famous people talking about bathroom encounters so okay. Mumford and Sons met Bob Dylan but is this a, it's a pitch for a publishers this oh no bit. sorry it's past that stage oh it's done alright you got it stage. I was going to say I'll, I'll, I'll invest Robbie here's the deal here's the deal where right? can I read it have you got a story for us have you got a um, slash uh, well earlier on today actually yep. uh, Frank, me and Frankie Boyle shared a, uh, a, a waste room, as I like to call them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, an, that's an intimidating uh, bedfellow. Is that the right word? Yeah, also, we're very different. Really? Like, he's very. He's, the thing is, though, he's, he's a very lovely, a lovely normal man. bloke when you just speak to him normally. On stage, he's a bit more like, you know, yeah. uh, acerbic and stuff. But um, he, yeah, he's, very, uh, I'd say, a very relaxed, chilled yeah, user yeah. of a toilet. I couldn't recommend someone higher enough to, <laughs> to share a toilet with. <laughs> Clean. Like cubicles next to each other. Um, no, he ju- as, I, as I was coming in, he was just finishing off. Ah, right. So right. He, I got the tag end of his and he got the start of mine did you speak did you say anything to him you just a little nod or a... i just i just went great flow <laughs> strong flow matt matt's just added to the book a second ago haven't you matt yeah i came out of the toilet here doing the old classic drying your hands because they're a bit wet had to shake hands with nigel farage he's a hero isn't he <laughs> oh, i was on the he was in the middle of a conversation with gordon and then yeah. gordon went this is matt so i had to shake hands with him yeah, all right. It seemed rude. Strong, nice handshake. Yes, strong. Oh, can I say that he smells of booze and fags? <laughs> <laughs> Matt knows that because Matt... it smells like pubs used to smell yeah. in a, in the eighties. In the good old days, when you went in. As... <laughs> 
What's happened to that smell? Well, what Matt hasn't told you, Rob, is that Matt kissed them. That's how he knows he smells like that. Yes, wow. tastes yeah. of um, Benson and Hedges and <laughs> fine brown ale. It was, it was a really, really intimate moment. It's beautiful. It a special moment. Rob, thanks for coming in. You're on loads of stuff at the moment. Any one thing in particular that we should point people towards that you haven't mentioned? Probably. I'm on tour. He's on uh, tour. He's on tour. Oh, I've never seen him live. Oh, you he's haven't? just the bloke who lives near me. I know, you wait, mate. You're going to be really, really going to like, you're going to be really like, love it. I, I, see, like yeah. I can give him I've a little, I can give him a critique here because I saw Rob perform at Freddie Flintoff's uh, cricket night up there. Oh, that was a tough gig. Tough room, but you yeah. did brilliantly. You did oh, really thank well. you very much. Well, if you want to see me not perform in front of cricketers at a charity do, come to my tour. <laughs> Wallop, Rob Beckett, are you, comedy.com. Are you doing Bromley? Uh, I'm doing Croydon. That's Uber. near enough for you. That'll do. Yeah. There you go. Rob Beckett, comedy.com. Get a ticket. Go and see him. Cheers, or buy five and bring some friends with you. Yes. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. This is Radio X. This is brilliant. I've got to share this one, Matt, right? Um, a wedding photographer's got in touch with us and he's asked for his name to be kept out of this because he thinks it might be a bit naughty. But it's a right. funny story nonetheless. Okay, go on. One person in the country will know who this is about, though. <laughs> so the story goes that he was doing the usual university graduation shots with the mortarboard and the scroll. And he says that he also happens to smoke a pipe. So he was changing film in the camera, which dates it slightly, and he put his pipe down on the table where the mortarboard and scroll was sitting for the students to get the picture taken. So one punter who was about slightly nervous to get his picture taken, that will forever live on his parents' mantelpiece or piano, uh, panics slightly, picks up the mortarboard, uh, puts it on, and picks up the pipe, thinking it's a prop. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody says anything to the poor lad. So in his graduation pictures, <laughs> he's got a he's pipe. Got Pipe in his mouth. I suppose it's why, like the pipe. Out of all those, like you wouldn't. Like, it's weird, isn't it? The stupid hat, the scroll. You would just think. And obviously, I've got to hold that pipe. and go. I know. You're right. I'm my learned, my learned son, <laughs> with this pipe of intelligence. Funny. You got one for us, Matt. Um, yeah, there's a few people who have texted in their things. I'm an engineer, and I remember trialing a new CNC machine. Anyone know what that? Don't means? Know what that is? No. Nah. Uh, it cost in excess of a million dollars, and with about 10 members of senior management watching, I proceeded to crash it hard, <laughs> £40,000 worth of replacement parts later, and a lot of egg on my face. I think oh. that's uh, that's not, yeah, I don't think it was an egg machine. <laughs> Radio X. When amazing musicians make an absolute Le Bon of it. That's Simon Le Bon at Live Aid. Do one more time, Vin. Painful, isn't it? So, when have your tools ever let you down? 83936 at Radio X. Matt Morgan, can I tell you a little story here from one of our listeners? Simon Farrell in Birmingham. This sounds painful. Hello, Gordon. I was working for GEC Alfsum, a quality engineer. One of my mates was in charge of the autocoupler units. Apparently, they're the things that connect train carriages together. And it was on the Jubilee line, London Underground. Anyway, they were unveiling the new units with all of the executives. When the trains came together to connect, both units fell off in spectacular fashion and crashed to the ground. I burst out laughing. He ran off to hide. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. Cheers, Simon Farrell. It's good, that, isn't it? Wow. Laughing at your mate's horrible moment of... I think that's called the flange and the... Something else that fell off then. Well, thanks, Matt. Just a bit of train knowledge I have. <laughs> I actually saw a train spotter on the train. Today. Did you? Yeah, it was just an old bloke. But he was on the train. I thought they were in a stand at a station. Yeah. And he was really. Uh, we go past like where there's like you know like a train park thing where there's loads of trains parked. I'm sure, it's got a word. What's it called? Depot. And uh, he was really hurriedly scribbling down the numbers of the trains. I thought, what are you doing? Yeah. Dad, <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? Um, there's one here from Paul. 
And he says, my dad used to operate a machine that made cotton wool balls. I mean, that's <laughs> a, a great job. What's a gig? And bagged them from at the end of the line because he had been the longest serving worker there, 30 years, <laughs> cotton wool balls. He was chosen to do the test run of said machine in front of several of the Japanese manufacturers and no end of his factory bosses. He started the machine and the dust got up his nose. He sneezed and false teeth flew into the workings. <laughs> and they shut. This is like Wallace and Gromit or something. <laughs> they had to shut it down and get cleaned out, which took about three days from Paul. If Paul didn't really be the second, it was actually Paul Chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. But we're going to go back to the music now, right? Because we've had some brilliant suggestions from people, things that we can check out on YouTube. Uh, musicians having a horrible moment. Now, I never knew about this, and Tanya's just pointed out. For all the years we've heard this song, I had no idea there was a mistake in it, right? So Tanya says, my favourite example of um, your, your tours letting you down in music is the intro to Roxanne, where one of them sits on the piano, they laugh, but they chose to leave it in the record. None of us knew about this, did no. we? Right, so here it is. You have to listen quite carefully, but we'll do it twice. Have a little listen to Roxanne by Police. Because <laughs> I've heard the laugh yeah. before, but I yeah, didn't yeah, hear yeah. Like, the, the unmistakable... It's discordant. It's not in tune with the song, so I'm surprised. Yeah. Sting must have done that, because like, I remember watching a documentary about them, and he was, like, yelling at all the others. Yeah. So if anyone else had done it, it wouldn't have got left in. So it must have been... It's I mean, he did it, then laughed when I meant to do that. It was uh, angular. It was uh, the unmistakable comedy noise of a piano being sort of oh, dropped. Yeah. Dying. This is the best one, though, we think, right? Yeah. So could, please, if you're in your car at the moment, if you're in the kitchen or you're at work, just turn up your radio just very slightly and enjoy the majesty of Girls Allowed Without Autotune. <laughs> Radio X. Gordon Smart and Matt Morgan are here with the wonderful Martin Comston, also known as the Drinking Women's Leonardo DiCaprio. Greenock's finest, Scotland's best. Um, DS Arna, AC12, all the rest of it coming out on March the. Th- when is it? End, First end of March? Sunday, 9 pm. BB- uh, next Sunday, BBC One, 9 pm. Ooh, it's going to be massive, isn't it? How many people? 20 million watched the last episode? No, I think that was Bodyguard. Thanks for that, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up? I would have lied. <laughs> 40 million watched it. Yeah, 200 yeah. million. That's Jed Mercury's a genius. Now, something we always laugh about, you and me, Martin, is that when we have a conversation like the other night when we were all out for dinner, nobody understood what we were talking about, which was quite helpful, really, because we were discussing terrible stuff. I've got a little test for you, right? Do you know the uh, Glaswegian and west coast of Scotland, uh, what I would be talking about if I mentioned Alberoni? Alberoni? Do you know what Alberoni is? Do you play for somebody? Is that a player? No, it's all bar one. <laughs> it's all bar one. All bar one. The Glaswegian guy said, you want to go for a drink in that all bar only, son? Oh, right. Yeah, all right, bar yeah, one. Right. So today is an important day for the Oxford English Dictionary because 650 new words have been added. I think 80 of them happen to be Scottish words. Words that are familiar to me and Martin. Matt Morgan, you're a lyricist, a writer, a beautiful man, a wordsmith, a talented man. Thanks, mate. Yeah, well, kind of. Um, <laughs> and we're going to test you now to see if you can work out the genesis or the meaning of the words that have been added to the Oxford English Dictionary. Go Martin, would you Why like is to there go so many f- Scottish ones? That's weird, isn't it? Because it's like they've we're... ventured up there for the first time. Creative. It's Brexit. Preparing for independence. We'll try to keep us in. I know, we're trying not to tell Martin it's that Nigel Farage is next door. <laughs> right, Martin, would you like to choose one of the new words added to the dictionary to see if Matt can guess what it means? Bofin. Do, do you want to put it into context for him as well, in a sentence of your yeah. choice? Say it in a sentence. That's Bofin. Like Gordon's pink jacket is Bofin. That jacket is Bofin. How are you spelling that? B-O-W-F-I-N-G. Balfin. 
I'd say that means that's weirdly pink <laughs> and not something a man should wear. And it, yeah, well, it's along those lines. You're right. It's not something a man should wear, but it just means horrible. As you yeah. see, Gordon's jacket. Quite upset Elfing. about that. Quite upset about that. Leave me alone. Did you ever watch that spelling bee uh, documentary? No. And there were these oh, kids being tested actually. spelling, yeah, yeah. and they, if they didn't understand, it, can I have the origin, please? Yeah. At you right now. <laughs> right. How about this? <laughs> By the inn. By the inn. Yeah. Near the pub. <laughs> Try again. I, I, I put, I'm trying to think of a, a way to put it in. Uh, Katie Morgan is your bidy in. That means, oh, well, wife then. Well, actually, I've broken the rules here because you're actually married to her. But if you've got a bidy in, it's somebody that lives with you that you might not be married to yet. Yeah. Mm. A bidy in. A bidy in. Yeah, so, what's yeah. that mean? Like a-, a person who lives with his or her partner in a non marital relationship, a cohabiting partner. So, I could have mentioned a couple of other people in your case. Like a yeah. baby mama, sort of thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. A bidy in. Go on, Martin. You got another one? a good one, actually. Hee haw. Hee haw. Yeah. Is that what you guys call a horse? <laughs> <laughs> so it's spelled H-E-H-A-W. Do you want to go for a sentence again, Martin? On, so? I've, go got I've got hee-haw. I've got hee-haw. Does it mean you're, you've got, you're hungover? No. Sorry, that was a bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think you'll find I'm incredibly offended. <laughs> Only drinking days that end in me, Martin. You got it? No, I don't know what it is. Hee-haw. Right, so, yeah, if I said Martin Compton's got hee-haw talent. A got, lot. No, no, none. You, oh, none. So it's almost like a soundy like, isn't it? Aye, he's yeah. hee-haw. Yeah, we're, we're both trying not to swear here, aren't we? <laughs> That's it. Absolutely not. I'm going to give you I've one more. It's usually accompanied yeah. by an... Uh, I'm trying to find the ones that aren't insulting. Uh, uh, what are we going to go for? Do you here? know all of these, or are these some of these? No, there's a couple I don't know actually, Martin. But I think he's a cracker. Uh, curry. Curry, yes, curry. Is that something you make with rice? <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, Martin and his beautiful wife Tiana will often curry in of an evening and drink iron brew. Um, uh, argue. <laughs> you, know them so well. you know them so well. You know them so well. Cuddling. Ah, like the cooch, to like the Welsh word. Ah, yeah, yeah, cooch. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was something. No, 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 no. Yeah. I think he did pretty badly there, didn't he, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, gonna, yeah, we're not going to speak well, to you again. I think some of these words should get into the dictionary. <laughs> A, it's the Oxford English dictionary. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right, see you And there isn't a B because I was so good. If you weren't so good at Krav Maga, we'd have a, a little chat about this afterwards. <laughs> this. Is Radio X. X. We've got your chance to win £30,000 and it will give you total freedom. I asked you yesterday, I think you panicked when I suggested that I was going to give you £30,000. If you were to get £30,000 to be set free, what, what would you do? Well, most people would pay off their debts, wouldn't they? Yeah. In a really boring way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would you do? Come on, do something extravagant. Well, well I, I want a, a car that I can sleep in. It's not this toilet ambulance again, is it? No, no, that's something else. I mean, actually, yeah, that's what I would do with 30 grand. I'd set up my app, which is like Uber, for people who like to have a nice toilet experience, no matter where they are, right? Now, it's it's honestly a genuine idea. You have the app, and you say you're somewhere, and you think, oh, I need to go to the toilet, number two, or number one. Yeah. Right. You're in a pub, it's busy, whatever. And this ambulance, I call it an ambulance. The Brown Cross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Brown Cross turns up. And then the man or woman who drives it, you just, you just like, 
get in the back. They, they're like, there's, there's a screen. They, yeah. They're not even aware like of what's going on. Like a secure car kind of driver. Yeah. Yeah. They pull up. Your code that's on your phone, you just swipe your way in. You go in. It's a beautiful cubicle that's clean between each person. It's got everything you need. It's got def- like deodorant, breath fresheners. It's got everything. It's clean. It's nice. It's soundproof. Yeah. You can do what you need to do. You come out. It probably costs about four fifty a go. <laughs> Maybe three fifty. I don't know. <laughs> Does, is it like Poober? Somebody, somebody in text has just won that. I've got, you've got to give credit to four eight nine Poober. That was Poober. quick. Yeah, Brown Cross. But here's the thing: it's like those sort of uh, variable rates that they have. If it's a particularly unpleasant experience, does the rate go up from four fifty, Matt? I think if you're in there too long, yeah, it goes up a little <laughs> bit. Like you've got, you can't take the Mickey. You can't just go in there and you know. I think um, <laughs> you can't do anything weird in there. Not it's one person at a time. Yeah, <laughs> establish that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I think it was, you know, and also it could be combined with a trip home. I've just this is oh, it's just it's coming good. to me well, now. You know, somebody's you mentioned. You go take me home. Yeah, but on the way, I'm gonna, you know. Well, I can tell you, because you've mentioned Poober now, there is a a rival coming back. It's the brown cabs, not the black cabs. (laughs) It's like a much more, much more uh, luxurious experience. This is not, you have to do the knowledge. I think this is a sort of mobile little caravan thing. So with with Matt's £30,000, he's going to launch Poober. Good man. Right, so we've got your chance to win £30,000. It's going to give you total freedom. It's all thanks to new pay-as-you-go on three, which comes with benefits like Deliveroo and possibly at some point, Brown Cross. To enter, share a photo on Twitter or Instagram showing us why you need to be set free. Tag us using at Radio X and hashtag set me free. I'm worried about the pictures they're going to get sent in now. Deliver poo. (laughs) (laughs) Radio X.